You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. What about the Red Sox on the run line? Plus one and a half. It's only minus 120. And I'm sure there's somebody out there saying, oh, it's Patriots Day. Don't fade the Red Sox on Patriots Day because the crowd's going to be raucous. There's going to be a lot of people in the stands. Do you think there's any value at playing the Red Sox, especially with a little bit of wiggle room, getting the one and a half? Yeah, I think so. And they'll be a little bit more inspired than they normally are, right? It is Patriots Day. We know what that means to Bostonians. And so they'll have a little juice, I think, playing in that atmosphere because this won't be a, because of the significance of this day, this won't be kind of a lazy early afternoon crowd. This will be a crowd that's really into it, up early, ready to go. So I think if you're looking for any sort of momentum here in a home game, the Red Sox are probably going to have a little more than they normally have. Right, and I should mention the last time that Otani made a start at Fenway, his only start at Fenway, he went seven innings, 11 strikeouts, six hits, and no earned runs. So Fenway usually suits Otani pretty nicely. Uh, I think I remember that game because he was the front page of MLB.com after that one, uh, which when isn't he? Uh, He's usually doing something that's making headlines. Uh, Let's go to Miami. The Marlins hosting the Giants. We've got San Francisco plus 110. Miami minus 135 on the money line. Total seven and a half runs. I need to double check who's pitching in this one because some places have Alex Wood and other places have Logan Webb. MLB.com has Logan Webb, so I think that's probably going to be it. Uh, And then on the other end, we have Jesus Lazardo, who was pitched Absolutely incredible this season, 2-0 with a 1-9-3 ERA. And Jenks, I think that's where I'm starting in this one. I'm looking at a first 500. At BetMGM last night, it was four. I think that is a gettable total, especially for a Marlins offense that really struggles to get things going. Uh, Logan Webb is a pitcher that's usually pretty solid, and he has pitched against some of the tougher lineups in baseball. Like, I'm not going to fault him uh, for giving up a couple home runs to the Yankees. The Marlins are not the Yankees. And then on the other end, Lazardo, like I said, has found something this year. The strikeouts are up. The velocity is up. Uh, so I think the first five under is going to uh, be my play here. I think I'm just going to go Marlins on the money line and Webb. At some point, he's got to pitch much better, right? He got that monster contract finally, and certainly his history tells you that he is going to get better. But, man, he has not been great this season, and Lazardo has been awesome. He's struck out 20 batters in 18-plus innings. Miami has won each of his three starts this season. The Giants are also 1-4 and four in their last five on the Marlins, or 4-1 and one at home this season. I think this is a reasonable price for the Marlins. So I'm going to take Miami on the money line here. Yeah, hopefully Lizardo continues to rack up the strikeouts and deal because the only sabotage factor is sometimes this Marlins offense 
can get a little cold. But I'd be with you. Would lean towards the Marlins, but I think the under four in the first five is my favorite play. Uh, let's go to the White Sox and the Phillies. We've got Philly minus 130 road favorites here. Chicago plus 105, total seven and a half runs. Zach Wheeler going for Philadelphia, 0-1 with a 4.02 ERA. And then Lance Lynn, who's 0-1 with a 7.31 ERA. But Jenks, this pitcher is on my absolute do not bet list because Lance Lynn is one of two things. He's either amazing and strikes out a bunch of guys or it mm-hmm. gives up like a seven spot. So when you have a pitcher like that, I tend to not want to bet on said pitcher. Uh, do you have a read here or something that you want to play? Oh, I don't know. This is a tough one. Here's what I think I'm going to do. Let me take a closer look at this because I was trying to analyze all of these games earlier and I keep going back and forth. I, I, I just... I can't do Lance Land right now. I just can't because I bet on him. I (laughs) just can't. I just can't, okay? That's what it comes down to. I just can't with him, okay? I just can't because I bet (laughs) on him twice this season, and both times I've lost money. And also with the Phillies, they're absolutely the most schizophrenic team in the league right now. They could put up two runs today. They could put up 18. I have no idea what these guys are going to do. The White Sox lineup, as we know, can be pretty dangerous. So I I guess I would lean White Sox. I need some plus money on the card, and Lynn has to get better at some point. But I just cannot play this game. What about an over? Because I'm seeing the total at 7.5. It's already up from 7, I believe, because the White Sox have very much been an over team. 10, 4, mm-hmm. and 2. Over under this this year and over under at home, 5-0-1. Oh, so they have not hit a single under when playing at home. Here are the other factors that you might want to know. It's supposed to be cold, though. 41 degrees, but the wind blowing 21 miles an hour out to center field. So I'm not sure what to do. I think when it's 41 degrees, it makes me very nervous to play an over. Yeah. Because we all know when it's cold, it usually helps the pitchers because, you know, your hands are cold. It stings off the bat. Um, but like I said, the trend for the White Sox has been the over. I mean, I I don't doubt it. And also, look at it this way. If you think the trends are certainly pointing in that direction, if you think Lance Lynn will struggle, continue to struggle until he sort of puts it together this season, then, yeah, I think the over is probably the right side, and certainly the money is headed in that direction. I'm not going to bet this total. Again, this is a total stay away for me, but I, I would lean over as well. What do you think about totals on Mondays? Because sometimes I feel Mm. like Mondays are like a sleepy spot. Do you think there's something to this? Or is it just me projecting my Monday issues onto MLB? I think you're projecting. That's what I think. (laughs) It's tough. It's tough for all of us. You're like, hey, it's tough for all of us. That has to include you major leaguers, right? Now, I do. I will say this, though. Now, there is something to be said. And I didn't buy this for a long time. But, man, I'm sure Matt probably has a better handle on this than I do. One of our producers here on the show does an awesome job as per usual is that there is something to be said for the Sunday night curse where mm-hmm. teams play on Sunday night and then they have to turn it around again and play on Monday. And those teams of the past couple of years just have not gotten it done. Maybe I believe in that, but I don't know if I believe in the case of the Monday's handicap. The case of the Mondays. <laughs> All of them just don't want to be here. They're just going to walk up to the plate with their bat on their shoulder, and they're just like, eh, just throw it. It's whatever. It's a Monday because uh, they're still playing baseball. It's not like they have to go to a desk job, so stop complaining. Uh, yes, I'm projecting. But speaking of Sunday night baseball curse, 
let's try to make something of that as the Rangers are taking on the Royals. The Rangers just played against the Astros on Sunday night baseball, if I'm not mistaken. A total of seven and a half runs in this one. Texas huge favorites here. Minus 210 behind Jacob DeGrom. Uh, we know he's an ace. And then Kansas City throwing Jordan Lyles, who's 0-2 with a 519 ERA. So, Jinx, I think there are certain spots to use the Sunday night baseball curse to your advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if this is one of them. Right. No, I, I agree. Here's what I'm going to do here. These two teams met back on April 11th. In fact, it was a matchup of the same two pitchers. So... Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Rangers' first five money line at minus 120 and try to reduce the juice here. Now, last time out in that game, the Rangers won 8-5 to five and 10, and after five, the Rangers led this game 3-2. to two. I, I kind of feel like the same thing happens today. Jacob deGrom has slowly gotten better with each outing. Jordan Lyles has been eh and has not been great. And also, the Royals are awful at home. They have one win this season in Kansas City. So for some reason, they're not getting it done when they play at Coffin Stadium. So I'm going to go Rangers first five money line, minus 120. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and the other game that is maybe playable for the Sunday night baseball curse is the Astros playing the Blue Jays today. I think that's going to be one of my plays. I'll be taking the Blue Jays, fading the Astros, who really have been disappointing this season. So you get the Blue Jays at a decent price. I think they're around uh, minus 120, minus 130. That is how I'm going to be fading a team who played on Sunday night baseball. Uh, let's go to the Mariners and the Brewers. Uh, Corbin Burns going for the Brewers, and that's why they are big favorites here. Minus 155. This line has moved quite a bit. It was in the minus 138 range last night. Total of seven and a half. Chris Flexen got roughed up a bit last start, but still, like, he's a good pitcher. Like, I'm not going to fault him too much. Uh, he's 0-2 with an 8-7-4 ERA. Like I said, when you only have a few starts, it really messes with your ERA. But still, I think I'm going to follow the money here. I really like the Brewers. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go here. I get a little nervous because I see myself making these plays, and I'm always laying minus money. But how do you back Chris Flexen? I mean, my God. He just got destroyed last time out by the Cubs. Gave up eight runs and two and a third. And I'm a, I'm a little, the only thing, the only sabotage factor is I'm a little worried about the Brewers will fit on the road. Not quite as good as on the road. But ultimately, I'm like you, Chelsea. How do you back Chris Flex in here? It's Corbin Burns, Brewers money line. Minus 155 is, I think it's a, it's an allowable price. So let's do that. Right, and maybe we can find it for a cheaper price somewhere else. I don't know. Or maybe it'll go down by the time we place our best bet. So minus 155, pretty juicy. But like I said, that is where the money is heading. And plus, it's not just Corbin Burns. It's the fact that this Brewers offense can explode for six or seven runs uh, at will. So I like that team. I will go with the Brew Crew. Let's go the Braves and the Padres. Atlanta, pretty big favorites here, minus 155. Total eight and a half. Max Freed against Ryan Weathers. Uh, Jenks, are you laying the juice? Uh, I, I think so. This, this game confounds me because I, I really wanted to bet the under here. I, I think the total is, is too high. It should be set at seven and a hook, and I don't set my own numbers. That's just kind of my gut. Both pitchers have been great this season, but the under is sitting for the last five games between these two teams at Petco Park, and yet all the money is flowing towards the over. The Braves have won eight of their last ten in San Diego. So, yeah, freed on the mound, I think you lay it with the Braves. 
I don't think I want to trust the Braves here as big favorites. I've noticed that the Braves have been really good as underdogs, which is crazy. They're not underdogs often, which means their back into the rotation has been really good. And usually the offense is there. You know, it's a good hitting lineup, it seems, no matter who's pitching against them. So this one's a stay away from me. Um, maybe the under's the play, uh, but I don't know. Especially with the Padres being a pitcher-friendly park, maybe that is the way to go. But I don't think I'm going to play it. And then finally, I think we have like 30 seconds. Mets, Dodgers. Uh, Dodgers minus 160. David Peterson going for the Mets. Dustin May for the Dodgers. What are you playing? Dodgers run line? Oh, God. You know, here's the thing. I'm staying away from the Dodgers until they step it up. The Dodgers are only 8-8 eight eight this season. They're only 8-8, eight eight, so what? no play. Right? So, no, stay away. For more, listen to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.